And we back. Welcome back to the Chuck and Shoop show. I'm your boy Shoop. And your boy Chuck. And we are back with another episode. I know you're all excited for the Super Bowl, but unfortunately, we are two weeks away, which means mm. full Super Bowl Sunday preview coming next week. But yes, you know, for now, we got an extra day of rest this week. Uh, so, you know, me and Chuck are ready to bring it for this episode. We got a couple offhand topics to talk about. Today, we're going in honor of Super Bowl coming up. We're going to rank our top 10 Super Bowls of all time. Oh, yeah. Because we can't get enough NFL, we're going to go into our first edition of our mock drafts. Top 10 only mm. because because there's only so many players out there that we can remember. At least yeah. So top 10 only for that. But uh, there's a way that we like to start things off here. And if you a fan of the show, you might know. But Chuck, screw it for the crowd. I mean, like if you already don't know by now, it's Dubs and L's time. So let's get it going. It's Dubs and L's time, baby. And I'm going to rock this off with a W. Uh, so nobody in the world wants to be Joseph Asai. Uh, if you somehow don't know who that is, well, he's the guy who put, performed a late hit. Yes, it was a late hit. Don't complain. It was a late hit on Patrick Mahomes, out of bounds, clearly. Uh, so it, it was bad enough that the CBS cameras had to just keep panning to Asai after the Bengals lost that game. He was crying on the bench. We're like, okay, we get it. He's he's upset. Let's leave yeah. him alone now. Yeah. Now they pan, they pan back to him and again and again, and they keep panning the camera to him. So Osai's got to deal with that. And then he's got his teammate yelling at him, like saying that he's gone from the Bengals this year because of what Osai did. So Osai is going through all this stuff. There wasn't anybody immediately that was uh, standing up to him, except for one BJ Hill. The defensive yeah. lineman was right there by his side, helping Osai answer questions as he was getting, you know, brutalized by the media on why'd you make that? What was going through your head? Why you lit up? He was getting lit up. Yeah. BJ Hill was over there like, hey, man, don't be asking those questions. Come on, man. You know better than that. Get in the reporter's face. Doing stuff that um, – doing the hard stuff, really. And in a, in a weekend, you know, marred by what you could say was bad refing, which I'll get to in a second. But it was really nice to see a guy, a rookie, in a very low moment on a national stage – get get that kind of support from another teammate you know uh they could have easily just left him in the dust but that really goes to show what kind of locker room culture they have this year so the Bengals will be back oh i couldn't agree more also bj hill giants guy yes former giants mm-hmm. you know you know where he got that uh professionalism from not joe judge no definitely not and <laughs> so my dub um Shoot, remember when Steph Curry was uh, talking about, not talking, when he was going through that three-pointer phase where he beat, like, the single-season three-pointer record, and everybody was talking about it? Um, Yeah, definitely. Everyone loves Curry. Right? It was just, like, blown up throughout the media. Why aren't we blowing up LeBron's greatness right now? He's, I mean, I know his, like, he's got longevity, but he's 89 points away from beating Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring uh in in all-time scoring uh record so i don't know why this isn't like being blown up more throughout the media it's a huge dub right now for this week 
uh shit he might go he might go 45 45 back-to-back games and break it uh there's already bets on uh any uh gambling platform like when he's gonna break it is gonna be a layup or a three i think it's gonna be a three-pointer you hear it here first um i think he's gonna chuck it up from like 40 feet but um i just think that like he's not being talked enough talked about enough right now and I do think this is a bigger deal than the three-point record, which is probably like the biggest part of the game right now is a three-point record, which I could see be- being broken in the next 10 years. So that's what I have to say about that. I think you make a good point. I think people at this point are struggling to appreciate his greatness because he's been doing the same thing year after year. And he's also on a on a bad team. You know, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny to be like, LOL, Lakers. Uh, I think it has more to do with the franchise than LeBron himself. Uh, but yeah, LeBron, when when he retires and we play a full season without him there, people are really going to understand what the NBA is like without him, and it won't be the same. No, it won't. Got an L for me? All right. Um, so my L, so before I get into my L, I want to give a, 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 side bon- a side L, a side bonus L. So I was mentioned the re- refs briefly, and... Uh, I want to say that the refs had some bad calls this past week, uh, especially the one on LeBron in the Celtics game. Uh, that was egregious. That was pretty bad. And, you know, some some of the calls in the chiefs Bengals game, I feel like, like on replay, they were obvious, but maybe not obvious in real time. Um, but my real L goes to, in, in that matter, the people that complain more about the refs are worse than the refs themselves. Like, get over it. The result yeah. happened. Just deal with it. There's literally no reason the game happened. Okay, so refs aside, I don't want to talk about refs anymore. I, I agree. Let's get that. Yeah, let's get that shit over with. Um, my L actually comes from a quote recently heard from Jerry Jones, who doesn't seem to stop taking L's. He got an L from you recently for that racist photo yeah. from years ago. And he's back in the news today because he's being kind of questioned on, you know, what are you going to do about the Cowboys? The Cowboys continue to not have success and you're at the forefront of it. So what do you think about that? And he said a couple things that um, if you're a Cowboys fan, you got to be a little mad about it. So the first thing he said was, well, look at the San Francisco 49ers. They, they haven't won a Super Bowl in 25 years. They're in the same boat as us. It's almost like um, try, being like a younger brother and trying to pull you like your other sibling into it like yeah. oh no he did this he did <laughs> yeah. like focus, like one focus on yourself but two you realize you're not even in the same realm as the Jacksonville Jaguars because even they've made it to a conference championship game in mm. the last five years you're you're among the franchises like the Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns so that should be your focus not a team that's made the Super Bowl a couple times uh but yeah so that was obviously bad but then he said he also talked about the recent Super Bowl winners and finalists. So who's that? How, so he talked about how the Rams and this year the Eagles, both of them were able to make the Super Bowl by kind of putting all their chips on the table and going all in. Hmm. Which and he and he was saying that it's it's risky because if it doesn't work out, then the franchises are screwed for a long time, which is kind of happening with the Rams right now. But for one, it makes no sense to the Eagles because the Eagles have a very have a young team. They're on the younger side of things. They have a decent amount of cap space, and they have two first round picks next year. Whoa. So they're in good shape. I don't know how possibly they could be 
all in this year, even with their really good team. Um, but even with like the Rams from the the previous year, you know, you already had a pretty bona fide roster with uh, Aaron Donald and you, and a great coach in Sean McVay. You just needed that quarterback to take you the next step. So Jerry Jones is asking acting like teams are putting are being way too risky trying to get the Super Bowl. But yet he's out here paying Dak Prescott and Zeke, who knows how much money to be average. So yeah, I, I think listen, Jerry, that's your real problem right there. You built a team that was destined to go no further than the divisional round. So stop pointing at other teams saying it's unfair. They're giving up all these picks and they're being so good now. Jerry you're washed, your team is washed, and you need to give up ownership ASAP. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Get him out. Hashtag get Jerry out. <laughs> Actually, no, as a Giants fan, I love it. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, keep it there. Giants bias, bias, keep him there. Um, <clears throat> That's awesome. I got, I actually have two L's too. So my, my minor L, like yours, um, definitely has to do with, Cincy, Kansas City, right here. So you know, since he's talking hella shit, uh, all the players on the Bengals, they lost. Um, the mayor was also talking shit. He's I I forgot what he said, but there was a video out. It was like if uh the Bengals beat um Cincinnati, and he he quote he says Burrowhead, he'll give like um I think uh. Uh, I think he'll give Joe Burrow like the key to the city or something like that. Or like official ownership of Arrowhead. Something yeah, like that. that's it. That's it. Yes, that was it. So he's talking hella shit. Um, that guy gets shown up on national television, right? Kelsey takes the mic at the end of the game and he's like, he's like, I got to talk to the to the uh, mayor of Kansas City. Uh, I mean, uh, not Kansas City, mayor of Cincinnati. Shut, know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Fucking love it. Love that. I started fucking going crazy. Like, fuck that guy, honestly. I mean, he deserved it. Um, fuck the Bengals. They thought they had it. So huge L to that guy, actually. I turned it into a huge L. My little L is actually going to be Ben Simmons. I just have a, a grudge against him. I don't know what's good with this guy. All of a sudden, he's got back problems. I forgot which game I was watching, but dude was literally, like, jogging on the field. Like, didn't want to – not the field, the court. Didn't want to be out there. So I'm proposing that we trade Ben. Um, who the hell wants to pick up all that money? But like, he either needs to start like shooting the ball or like be more involved in like the offense and hustle more defensively. Cause that back shit, it's a mental health problem and he needs to get his shit together. It's been like three years. Yeah. Um, they're talking about who won this trade and it's, it's, I'm I'm having a hard time defending it. I mean, Simmons, he's a talented player, but I really don't know if he's the piece that will lead the team over the top. Uh, bottom line though, Nets need to ran it back in a bad, bad way. Then we get Seth Curry. Uh, yeah, we did get Seth Curry. In that I trade. feel like that's working out a lot better. Yeah, I mean, Hard Harden's been really good too. Um, it's Simmons. He might be more of a distraction than than we want him to be. So that's why. Yeah, I'm especially with Kyrie on the team. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But you know we're we're gonna be undistracted on this next part. So a lot of teams <laughs> have nothing to look forward to but the off season coming up. Yes, which means they're gonna be staring at mock drafts for the next two months. So why don't we get things kicked off and let's talk about our mock drafts? So 
we're gonna go on the clock and we're each gonna if we each had the number one pick with the teams who who we think is being taken. So uh let's start off, Chuck, at number one. Bears are on the clock. Who who are they taking? So I'll go short and sweet right here. A lot of people saying like trades, Justin Fields, <clears throat> trade him or or I mean uh trade that pick uh for or something. I don't know what would happen with the Bears, but something trade. But I'm thinking they don't trade and they build up on that defense and they draft Jalen Carter first overall from Georgia. Uh I think he's the best pick defensively, better than um and what's his name? Anderson, Will Anderson. And I just think he's a run stopper and he can rush the passer. And I think he would just benefit on a Bears team that has no defensive player. Yeah, the uh, the Bears need help all over. They definitely don't need a quarterback. Right. But I am one of those people that is suggesting trade. And I think the perfect trade partner for them is the Indianapolis Colts, who are a little far away to get the to- uh, top two quarterback of their choice. So they may be inclined to move up over their division rival, the Texans, and get the number one choice. And I think that is Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young is the number one choice. Uh, I don't think the Bears will be making that choice. I think someone will go up and try to get him, especially with the Texans sitting there at two. Mm-hmm. Bryce Young, he's small small frame, but a lot like Kyler Murray, but maybe a, a better football mind, maybe better football attitude. Uh, super athletic. I, I think he's a wave of the next uh, athletic star quarterbacks coming into this league. I agree, and I think a lot of people are talking shit about him because he's small. Mm-hmm. All right, Texans are on the clock at number two. Who we got there? So pending if there's no trade first overall or not, whatever might have you. Uh, I got Texans drafting Bryce Young. So they're taking the best overall quarterback, which I agree with you is Bryce Young. So I think they take him, and he's a franchise's quarterback. Texans are really going to regret winning that last game of the season over the Colts. Yeah, that too. That's stupid. Yeah, if they get Bryce Young anyway, they won't, but I don't think they will. So they're going to, quote, settle for C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud is a bit more of an unfinished product, but he has huge potential with his arm. And the thing that impressed me most about his time at Ohio State was how quickly he was able to pick up the playbook. And – uh, really elevate his receivers' games to the next level. That's true. Um, if you draft Stroud as a Texan <laughs> and then you go at number 12 and maybe draft Smith and Jigba, that could be a very lethal combination. I think that could work like Burrow and Chase has. Oh, yeah. We've seen it work before. Good example. Yes. All right. So the Arizona Cardinals now come in at number three. Who you got? So for the Cardinals, uh, I think they need a defensive player. Uh, they lost. Well, I mean, even though JJ Watt like wasn't that big of a factor, um, they need an edge rusher. So like they need one badly. So I'm gonna go with Will Anderson. If nobody else takes, um, like if t- Jalen Carter goes before Will Anderson, they're getting best available. Best available. So I say Will Anderson at three. Yeah. Uh, with the loss of JJ Watt, I think they gotta go defense here. Mm-hmm. And with J- Jalen Carr still on my board and him being more of the J.J. Watt type, like a defensive line guy, it makes perfect sense. Long term. <clears throat> um, you know, a- Anderson is super talented, but there is questions about his upside if that he's just a good pass rusher, but um, nothing like an elite player. Uh, we'll we'll wait and see on that. But I think Carter just he he works well. He'll fit. He'll fit right in as a J.J. Watt replacement. 100%. All 
So number four, Indianapolis Colts on the clock. So Colts. So I, I'm, I think so. It's Bryce Young. I think CJ Stroud, Will Levis are right there quarterbacks. Once we see the combine, my thinking is I think Will Levis is the best guy in shorts and a t-shirt to throw a football. So I think he's just going to blow away the combine. So I think Will Levis's stock is going to rise. I think he'll go before CJ Stroud. So I got the Colts drafting Will Levis. Interesting, interesting. High on Will Levis. Um, so as I said before, I had the Colts trading up to one, which means the Bears go back to number four and still land the player that they probably would take at number one in mm-hmm. Will Anderson, pass rusher. Bears need a guy ever since they got rid of Khalil Mack. They are a bottom pressure team in the league. It makes absolute perfect sense. Bears get a haul in draft picks and they get a pass rusher that they would have taken away. Uh, I love I that. Like I would love that scenario if you're a Bears fan. I like it. Giving me um, not Khalil Mack vibes. I'm I'm thinking of a player they drafted, but I can't right. Robert now. Quinn, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Cool, cool. All right. So the Rams would have had this next pick, but they. Uh, wait a second. Scratch that. The Broncos would have had this pick, but they traded for the two hundred thirty million dollar garbage man. Yeah, the Seahawks actually owned a number five pick despite being a playoff team so who do who do the seahawks have the luxury of taking so uh, i got here seahawks uh best available um i think they get the best available uh rusher on on what happens in the beginning i think the third best available rusher is miles murphy at a clemson um so i think they go with a d end to add to that defensive um front because they do have a good secondary, I think. Yeah, you and me think alike, Chuck. Um, I think the D-line prospects are stacked at the top of the draft. They have to. I personally have Tyree Wilson ahead. Tyree Wilson. He's has good, too. Ahead. Yeah, bo- both are freak athletes, um, I think. But more than anything, the pick just makes sense because the Seahawks, their biggest weakness was stopping the run. I think Josh Jacobs in that 80-yard touchdown that he scored to beat the Seahawks. <laughs> they the the Seahawks need run stuffers. Bad. Yeah, good they got ran over. Good place to start for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, so now the uh, the Rams up at six, but wait, they wanted to win the Super mm-hmm. Bowl, so they traded that pick for Stafford. Worked out, but now they're in a bit of a hole, and they're the fucked. Three. The Detroit Lions now take over with the number six pick. So who the Lions have the luxury of taking with this pick? So my pick is um, it's going to be based off of the senior bowl performance. So right now it's like up in the air. The top like defensive backs is like uh, CJ Porter Jr. For, I mean, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. And then you got um, uh, Branch from Alabama <clears throat> and Battle from Alabama. Um, I also think this guy from Illinois – Devon Witherspoon, he's in the Senior Bowl right now, but I, I think he's going to have a great game and his stock's going to rise. And I think he's going to be the first DB taken. And I think the Lions go <laughs> DB. Now, I, I, they were saying, I was reading stuff, they might go D-end, but I feel like they need another corner to start to like get better at that pass game on defense. So I think they're going to take Witherspoon. Now, Chuck, you're correct. I do think... The Lions' biggest need that they need to address is corner. However, corner is particularly deep, especially in the mid 
first to early second rounds. And the Lions have another pick. I think the Lions go corner with the second pick in the first round. And okay. they they go for an elite talent, the maybe best talent on the board here. Yeah. And I have Miles Murphy, your guy from Clemson. Another uh, rusher. Okay. He goes he goes at six. Murphy is not as he's more D tackle than D end in that scheme, but that works perfect because they already have Houston and Hutchinson on the outside. And they'll that'll only strengthen their run game, and they could build like a 49ers prototype from a few years ago, where yeah. they just stack first round picks on the D line and make it scary to run against. So that's got them I, to a Super Bowl. So I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, this this pick will be interesting. So the Raiders at number seven. Uh, mm. Do they take a quarterback here? What do you think? <laughs> I think I think the Raiders go O line. They get the guy. Peter uh, Skoronsky from yeah. Northwestern. Yes. And I think with that, and then they go and sign Rodgers, and Rodgers plays for the Raiders. Hmm. Hot take. I could I could definitely see it if he doesn't go to the Jets with La, with um, Hackett going there. That could be all smoke. Who knows? Um, yeah. But I, it, I think the Raiders strike out. They don't get Rodgers. And then they go quarterback. Now, there's a couple quarterbacks here that they could go for. It's, it's either uh, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. Both are raw talents. AR-15. Yeah, AR-15. He he doesn't want to be called that anymore, so we can't say that. But <laughs> um, I like Will <laughs> Levis in this spot uh, because of his, his big arm. You know, Will Levis's um, downfall really is he's an erratic passer. He throws way too many interceptions at the college level. Um, so that's, he'll have to be developed for sure, but it doesn't hurt to come into the league and have Devonte Adams on your side. So what I think will happen to Raiders is I could see Jimmy Garoppolo going there and being like a placeholder guy until Levis is ready or he's forced into action when Jimmy G never gets hurt. Yeah. Um, but I think the Raiders got to go grab the QB of the future since they were so determined that they didn't want to pay car. It only makes sense. Mm. Honestly, that yeah, I was going to say, might be, they're probably going to draft a quarterback if the best is available. <clears throat> yes. Okay. So we're going to go Atlanta Falcons at number eight. Falcons. Okay. So I got um, Tyree Wilson. You had it's because you had Seahawks take it. I think I think Falcons. I don't know. I was like, are they going to draft a quarterback? Uh, maybe they draft um, uh, Richardson. Um, but I I'm going to go here and think. I think they need to stack on defense. I think they have a good line already. One of their guys was a Pro Bowl. Uh, they have running backs. I think they're going to go D line here, and they're going to pick uh, Tyree Wilson, the DN from Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the Falcons need pass rushers badly so it was very tempting here but if you're sitting at number eight and Bijan robinson is on the board and the last few teams every team that's been on the board before this is set at running back Bijan robinson is the most surefire prospect in this draft it's only nasty it's only because he's a running back that he would fall to this point but not only is he maybe the best athlete in this draft but he's Extremely good character. A guy you would love to have on your team. The Falcons sitting there at number eight. I don't see how they pass on him. Uh, uh, Patterson 
Cordell Patterson's obviously getting old. So um, having Robinson and Algier as a one-two backfield would be absolutely elite. And it would, it would um, you know, if they do give Ritter another chance with some more playmakers, maybe he shows out a bit. Uh, I don't see how you pass up on a talent like that. Robinson is the next big thing wherever he lands. But I have him going to the Falcons. I I like I do like that. Uh, like best available guy on the board, like you got to take him. I do agree. He is best available player overall. Yes. Okay. We're almost done with the top 10. We got the Carolina Panthers at number nine, another team that might need a quarterback. But Chuck, what do you have them doing? I You said it right there. I have quarterback, actually. Uh, the the next best available guy left on, on my uh, mock draft is CJ Stroud. I think Panthers draft him. He's he's a great pocket passer as well as a guy who can move on his feet. And if he has receivers uh, around him, he makes them better. So I couldn't agree more what you said. So CJ Stroud. Yeah, uh, I got the Panthers taking quarterback as well. This is the fourth one, top 10. Uh, but I think with the amount of teams that need quarterbacks in the offseason, that a lot of teams are going to be left unsatisfied with their situation. So uh, the, they're going to be drafted higher than they should be. And the the one guy I have left is Mr. AR fifteen. Yes, I can't, I can't, I our boy, our boy. <laughs> We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. I couldn't resist, but you know, <laughs> um, the Panthers have had a history of making uh running court raw running quarterbacks into elite talents with Cam Newton, and with a new coach coming in, it he's going to want to pick a guy that can, uh, you know, he's going to pick a guy that he can develop with. Uh, and I I like Richardson. He's got a big arm, and he's he's a great athlete. But once again, super raw. Needs to work on his decision making. Mm-hmm. But the Panthers will be another team that you know they'll keep Donald around. I think, and have Richardson the fold to learn from him. And, it's not bad either. Yeah, and then Richardson will develop, and then maybe become a good athlete, or he'll just be another another Desmond Ritter. Who knows? But we'll um, see. I think the Panthers go quarterback. Giving me uh, Cam Newton vibes. Yeah, they can't afford not to. No. All right. Eagles. <clears throat> the, the freaking Eagles, all the success, and because of that dumb trade the Saints made, they have the number 10 pick. So who do they take with that? I got – so I based this off of the – I was reading the Eagles have four of their, like, main defensive backs. They are going into free agency after the season. So I think they're going to hunker down as of right now and draft best available defensive back. And my second best available defensive back is Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. So I think they'll lock him down and they'll have a full secondary and still become um, a force in the NFC beast. Yeah, um, I'm going to repeat the same point I made before with the Lions. Eagles have a later pick, so uh, the, the corner depth, I believe they'll go corner there instead, mm. uh, unless some guy emerges as the clear-cut number one guy, which is it's very muddy right now. It hasn't happened yet. So there's a lot, of course, a lot of directions they can go, but I'm looking at a team that, where are they getting older? And um, Lane Johnson with you know, his injuries and his anxiety issues. I don't know. He's had a great career. I don't know how much longer it's going to last. It makes a lot of sense for Peter Skaronsky to be that guy um, to to take over. He can play tackle and guard. Kelsey's also about to retire. 
so they could move guys around there. It would make sense for them to get a, a big O-line to continue the success of what what's made them good over the last few years. I like it. <clears throat> I like it. All right. So let's go into our top 10 Super Bowls. Chuck, I, yes. just want, you to, I want you to rank them straight for me. R- run down those top 10 Super Bowls real quick. Give a little bit of reasoning, and then I'll run down mine, and then we'll see how we feel. Okay, we'll go from uh, 10 to 1? Yes, sir. All right, let's do this. <laughs> okay, at number 10, uh, I got Super Bowl um, – I did the Roman numeral. Super Bowl 7, 1972 season, Dolphins 14, Redskins 7. It was the Dolphins undefeated season. They went 14 and out. At number 9, Super Bowl 25, 1990 season, Giants 20, Bills 19. You guys already know this wide right. And then we're going to go at number 8, Super Bowl 38, 2003 season, Pats 32, Panthers 29. I watched all the highlights earlier. Really entertaining. Uh, I never watched it as a kid. But the Pats won because the Panthers kicked it off and went out of bounds. They got out to 40, drove down. Brady's boys t- kicked a field goal. S- number seven, Super Bowl <clears throat> 34, 1999 season. Rams 23, Titans 16. Came down to the last play. Kurt Warner went from uh, grocery shopping to Super Bowl champion. Guy missed it. Uh, the, the, the Titans came down, and, and he was stopped at the one-yard line. That was iconic. Number six, Super Bowl uh, 47, 2012 season. The, the lights went out, and then all of a sudden the 49ers came back. Ravens 34, 49ers 31. Jacoby Jones records the longest playoff, the longest play in NFL history on a kickoff return touchdown in Super Bowl history, also the Harbaugh Bowl. At number five, Super Bowl, uh, I think it's uh, 15, no, Super Bowl 49, 2014 season. Pats 28, Seahawks 24. We all know this. The stupidest play call ever. Uh, they they pass it on um, fucking second and goal and gave Brady another championship. Anyway, <laughs> Super Bowl yeah. 52, another fucking Pats. Uh, so I got Eagles 41, Pats 33. Philly, Philly, Malcolm Butler suspended uh, before the game because he came to a meeting late. Uh, that was done by Bill because they lost the game because they couldn't fucking stop the pass or the run. Uh, <laughs> number three, Super Bowl, <clears throat> Super Bowl 20, uh, Super Bowl uh, 43. This one is a lot of number ones, but it's not my number one because the Cardinals are supposed to get blown out by the Steelers. But it's one of the best Super Bowls because it has two of the top five Super Bowl history plays in it. The Harrison, the Harrison uh, interception return and the fucking Santonio Holmes catch Two like the best plays in Super Bowl history. That's number three. Number two. 2016 season again pats again i'm not a pats fan i swear to god but this game was also electric 28-3 that's all i have to say <clears throat> went to overtime also brady missed the first four games of the season deflate gate bullshit but that was hilarious number one and it's not giants biasy it's not bias whatsoever this is the best super bowl ever patriots come in 18 and 0 to a giants team that's 10 and 6 that barely won all their games going into the playoffs and played tough as nails. I don't even know. I think Pats were 14-point favorites, right, before that game. Giants win Big at favorite. the end. Pats 18-1. and one. I don't know how that's not number one. Yeah. All right. Let's see if it's my number one. Okay. We're going to start with number 10. I got Super Bowl 23, 49ers-Bengals, most known for the John Taylor catch. 
But this was a pretty good defensive grinder throughout the game. So if you like those, I recommend that. Um, nine, the 1999 Super Bowl between the Rams and the Titans. Dyson stopped on the one-yard line. One of the most iconic. <clears throat> I wish I was there to see it. But, yeah, that was absolutely crazy. Um, number eight, the Cowboys and Steelers had a couple of really good battles. But their best battle was in Super Bowl eight. Multiple huge uh, moments in that game. Strip sack for a touchdown. The big pass interference call on the Cowboys, Benny Barnes, and Terry Bradshaw playing like an MVP. Terry. Number seven, I got Patriots Seahawks. <clears throat> this one represents a great Super Bowl, but mostly pain because of how it ended. I think most of us rooting against the Patriots. Oh, yeah. Never forget the Doug, the Doug Baldwin catch that happened right before the, uh, the interception happened. It would have been an iconic moment otherwise. Uh, six, Giants-Bills. Wide right, Bills heartbroken again and haven't found success since. Number five, the Steelers and the Cardinals. I don't know why this isn't ranked in more top 10 list, but yes, the Harris, the Harrison play and the Holmes touchdown, which was just an amazing grab. It was one of the first Super Bowls I ever watched, and I'll never forget it. Number yeah. four is the Patriots Eagles for being maybe the most fun Super Bowl, especially with Philly Philly. But yeah, mm. the points that they put up, it was just an electric game. Love seeing it. Number three, Jets Colts, the quote biggest upset in NFL history, with uh, Joe Namath taking it home for New York. And little would they know that that'd be the last time the Jets would find any success. That's Super Bowl three, right? Yes. Yes. Um, and then one and two was a tough one, but uh, at two, I'm gonna have Patriots Falcons. Just because of nobody would have believed the Patriots would have made that comeback. And it was this ultimate Falcons thing to choke that game away. But Giants Patriots in 07 is absolutely number one with how big of an upset and how magical that David Tyree catch was. It it really showed the magic of the Super Bowl. And yes, we may be biased, but I, I think a lot of people would agree with us that that is the best one. I th- I think that the that one Falcons and the Steelers Arizona one definitely interchangeable. You could change those around. Yes. So once again, Super Bowl preview coming to you next week. Uh, Chuck, you got a lock for us. Um, actually, for today, I'll I'll get the Super Bowl locks next week. But for today, the lock, um, the game starts soon. But um, today's lock, and we're gonna count it as a lock. Actually, first NBA lock of the year. LeBron James, points, rebounds, assists, over 43, over 46 and a half. We'll see what All happens. Right. All right. You listen to this before 7 o'clock on Thursday. When we air this on Friday morning, you will see yeah, you can... right. And then you can we can call in. You can call us, whatever. Um, so we got, we got a couple minutes left on the show. Um, you mind if I go off, King? Yeah, go off. You got to go off, King? Go. go off, All right. Man. So there was some big news that we haven't talked about yet, and it's um, Tom Brady. He's retiring. Um, if you listen to a previous episode that we were talking about NFL debates and wondering if Tom Brady should retire, you remember me saying that uh, it's best for him to retire so he doesn't further ruin his career. So it might not come as a surprise to you that when the news dropped that I was just kind of like, all right, that makes sense. Like I wasn't like devastated or shocked or anything like that. And, you know, 
I really feel like this is a problem with athletes not making up their mind when they should. Because when he retired last year, it was huge news everywhere. Everyone was talking about the career of Brady and what it meant. And then he comes back literally almost two months later. I was surprised. Right. So now, now, now this time around, now that he's retired, he, it's like, okay, you're retired, right? But are you really retired? So now we don't even believe it. So it doesn't have the same effect. So good for Brady. Um, he looked washed last season anyway. So like, I think it was time. But in terms of me feeling like this is like some special retirement and we should celebrate the career, I'm, I'm still waiting for him to not be on the field come the first couple weeks of September. And then then we can really consider it done. Um, I agree. I agree. Definitely could see him coming back this summer, but like where, I don't know. He should just go right to the booth. Yeah. I, I think he'll see the money and he'll be happy with it. Please, please. Yeah. And, so, and teach your kid how to throw a football instead of kissing him. For real. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, all right, jokes. Guys, all jokes. All jokes, baby. All gas, no breaks here. Um, Great show today. Thank you for tuning in. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, download Underdog and use our promo code Chuck and Shoot. <clears throat> Subscribe to us on YouTube. And until then, this is Shoot. And I'm Chuck. And we will see you later. Peace. Woo. Yo, go Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, they're going to win the Super Bowl.